0: Hello, this is Attorney Susan Ingalls. I am at Ingalls Angle and I'm bringing you consumer law information on the 12 days of Christmas. Today is the third day of Christmas, December 27th. On the third day of Christmas, your info gift is a warning about the three main types of telephone scams. So... You know, every year, thousands of consumers lose money to telephone scams. Um, Now, there are legitimate companies who will attempt to contact you by phone, offering products and services, but con artists, scammers, are using the phone as a tool to commit fraud. These scams can take many forms, but they do share that common element of basically trying to separate you from your money or compromise your personal information somehow. So here's the three main types of telephone scams. Number one, the lottery or sweepstakes scam. So the pitch is when the scam artist calls you, they say you've won a lottery out of some foreign country. Um, Sometimes they'll use the name of a well-known superstore or home improvement store and say that you've been entered into a drawing every time you shop there and you're the winner. Usually the scammer will ask you to wire or send money in order to receive your prize. Um, Now, how do you avoid this and not succumb to the scam? Well, first of all, never send money to claim a prize, especially through a wire transfer. You know, wiring money uh, somewhere is just like sending cash. You're really not gonna ever get it back, even if you can prove a scam. Uh, often the scam scammer is going to say, "Well, we need the money for insurance or taxes or some kind of shipping and handling charges." Just remember, legit lotteries or sweepstakes don't ask you to send money in order to collect your prize. Okay, the second uh, typical telephone scam is like a debt collection scam. So they'll call, they'll act like a debt collector, tell you an amount of money that you supposedly owe. Um, Quite often they will pretend to be from a state or federal agency or even from some sort of uh, law enforcement agency. This is to gain your trust or to scare you. Uh, so the scammer will ask you to pay some fraction of this amount that you supposedly owe, and pay it immediately over the phone. And in exchange for that, the whole rest of the debt will be forgiven. Now, you, typically, these folks are are trying to intimidate a consumer. Um, use threats to get the consumer uh, to pay. And they'll likely offer the debt settlement, but make it seem to be very time-sensitive. In other words, if you don't make the payment right then, you'll have to pay the entire thing. And they won't ever offer you this opportunity again. Okay, so how do you avoid this and not succumb to the scam? Well, first of all, never give your credit card number or banking information to someone you don't know. Government officials are not going to call you asking for money or attempting to collect a credit card or a loan debt, okay? They're doing government work. So hang up and call the department that they are supposedly calling from to let them know about the scam and find out if it's really legit. You know, debt collectors have to comply with federal law when they're trying to collect debt, um, Part of that law requires them to send you um, a letter about the debt. So just if someone calls you with this kind of a scam, ask them to send you something in writing so that you can verify it. And of course, usually you won't get it and you'll never get that call again. Okay, scam number three is what we call the imposter scam. These um, folks will often use an official or, you know, nationally recognized name or some kind of variation on it to make their story seem legit or to kind of confuse you. They'll pose as your bank and ask for personal or banking information, supposedly to verify or maybe reactivate your credit or debit account. And they'll say, by way of explanation, that this information is needed in order to reverse some fraudulent charge or error that has resulted in your card being blocked. Uh, Another spin on that can sometimes be that they're posing to be a friend uh, of a family member who's in trouble and needs money. Um, The trouble, you know, often ranges from car problems all the way to being in jail. Instead of your personal banking information, this time the caller wants you to wire money immediately to assist your loved one. Okay, so how to avoid this and not succumb to the scam? Well, of course, again... Don't give your personal information or otherwise verify your bank or credit card information over the phone. Banks and credit unions don't call you asking for this information. So instead, hang up the phone, dial up your bank or your credit card company directly, and tell them about the call and see if anything's really going on that's legit. And before you send money to a caller that is insisting your family member or friend needs it, contact somebody who could verify that this is really true or who, on the other hand, could debunk the whole story. And quite often a red flag on these is going to be that they'll tell you, oh, but don't tell anybody about the call or the person will, yeah, the loved one will get in worse trouble. So those are your three typical telephone scams and how to avoid them for your info gift on the third day of Christmas. Keep in mind, the South Carolina Department of Consumer Affairs has this and more information about scams for you on their website at www.consumer.sc.gov. And stay tuned for the fourth day of Christmas tomorrow, December 28th. Thanks for tuning in.